This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Gas it up. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Apologies for the long delay. It's been a while. My goal has constantly been to be more consistent with these, but life happens. Uh, Coming off the crazy season at the end of last year, this is our busy season down here in Florida, so nationals and monster match and holidays and you know right in the florida state championship uh less than a month ago and then florida opens uh, next week so lots of excuses for everything like everybody else in the world but uh just been busy gonna try continue to try to be better at, at being more consistent i appreciate the following and the feedback and a lot of folks at matches and local and majors are asking for Mo and, and saying they like to listen to it. So I, I certainly appreciate that. And as always, anything you want to hear about, hit me up on the on the social medias and, and let me know. A couple of recap things. Uh, I wanted to hit on the appendix carries, a little self-defense stuff. So I've talked about that in the past. Uh, having a kid certainly changes things. And we've got a two-year-old now who's getting bigger and more mobile by the minute, it seems. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I've always been... Uh, either a bachelor or, or married without a kid, so it was easy to have guns everywhere and accessible. And as you've heard me talk about, I've always been a big fan of the truck gun and had one under the the uh, dashboard, easily accessible. It just stayed there all the time. And, but it gets to the point where you just can't do that if you got a little one running around. Uh, we talked about the safes, little quick action thingamajiggers. Uh, I've got those around the house now. They're working great. And... I uh, got a new truck not too long ago. I don't know if we talked about that yet, but I got a new uh, new Tundra. And I wasn't going to do the truck gun anyway because of her and her, her age and her mobility. But my other truck was 14 years old, and now there's so many newfangled computers and, and switches and, and gauges around, there's not really a good spot to mount it anyway. Uh, I, you know, I've, not, I've never been a big fan of the appendix carry, but although I did it a lot, but I largely did it a lot because... Uh, I've talked about this before, but I had the, the commute to work, and so I'd throw the gun on the floorboard because I had the truck gun for accessibility while you're driving, and then if I had to make a stop, gas station or whatever, I'd just grab the, the 43 and jam it in Mexican style and run in, run out. It was no big deal. But never really dedicated to uh, carrying appendix, and so I've changed that now, and it's actually working pretty good. It's uh, I still prefer 4 o'clock if all things being equal, if I could do it everything like I wanted, but uh, appendix works really well for access in the vehicle and, you know, no, no slower, maybe even faster than, than the dashboard setup I had before. Uh, and then it's not, not bad walking around either. You know, the only, so I'm, I'm 90% carrying appendix now. The only time I really carry the four o'clock anymore is, is uh, on the, on the bike. Appendix isn't super comfortable when you're hunched over on, on the motorcycle. Uh, so that's working out. I've got the the Red Hill Tactical Holster, which is great. I use that for the four o'clock carry, and then I got one from uh, Black Point, which is like a Sig. It's a branded Sig product, uh, and it's it's pretty good for for appendix. And there's a lot of them out there that I've seen. I'm sure they're all really similar. Uh, it's a matter of whatever one you can get your hands on. Uh, personal stuff on, on the bike note. I've got a couple of victories. 
got the the hammer which is like the naked muscle bike big fat tire badass looking kind of the bike i've always wanted and then i picked up uh, cross country which is the big bagger old man bike a couple years ago which although i always made fun of them they're pretty awesome the fairing xm radio heated grips it's it's pretty badass uh, only thing i didn't like about it was it was all chrome and i hate chrome so i've been wanting for two years or more to to get it blacked out so i've got that in the shop now as we speak should be ready any day uh, i'm excited about that like a kid at christmas i'm looking forward to getting that back and and uh getting right again and then on the booze front uh, obviously i'm a jmo fan but there's a relatively new irish whiskey out called proper 12. if you're a ufc fan you'll know who conor mcgregor is and it's his branded uh, irish whiskey and it's pretty good. I was, was gifted a bottle, which was nice. So I don't know the price point on it yet. But uh, not going to draw me away from Jameson's. But it was a pretty uh, pretty good whiskey. And I like that guy. Uh, and I don't like shit talkers. I don't like the flamboyant types that uh, tell you how great they are all the time. So I'm not sure why I like him. Uh, but I like him. So happy to, happy to support that. Let's get hit on a couple of uh, shooting questions. I did the Facebook thing again. Uh, it's probably been a month ago when I was going to plan to get back in the podcast world, but didn't quite make it. And there was a bunch of good questions on there, so I'm going to hit a few of them, and then I will get back in the line and get to them as I can. So the first one was shooting with your buddies versus shooting with your main competition, uh, if those people are different. And they are for me. They probably are for, for most uh, you know, not that I'm not friends with the Super Squad guys, where I would consider as buddies. Uh, some of them I talk to more than others, but you know, I wouldn't consider us, any of us great friends. I, mean, I don't text them on a Wednesday and ask them how the kids are doing or any of that stuff. Uh, you know, I talk to, to Max probably more than any of them, and but that's always industry-related stuff. We're talking work or talking shop or talking about upcoming matches or, or whatever. And then I'm in a little weird position because of my position with Universal. Uh, we run a lot of matches, as you know, and so I shoot on staff day a lot. And I don't get to shoot with my competition, even my local competition, like the less cars, the world, and and that type of thing. Uh, I don't normally get to shoot with them because I'm shooting on staff day. So then I am shooting with my buddies, you know, my friends that help me help me produce the matches and come out and volunteer, and and you know those are the guys that I'm that I'm really tight with. Uh, but for me, it's to answer the question, it's a it's a mindset thing. If I'm shooting on, you know, at our Sunday local match with my buddies and I, I could be in the screw off, have a good time mode, have fun shooting and try to hit the middle and, you know, be quick. Uh, or if there's a competition coming up and I, I'm in my air quote training mode, then I'm coming at it uh, much more focused. And, you know, it's a switch that I can turn uh, on demand. So it doesn't really matter who I'm shooting with, to me, it's a level of focus that I'm, that I'm approaching that match with. So something like, you know, we run the Florida State Championship and I shoot on staff day. We run the Florida Open. I'll be shooting on staff day this coming Thursday. That's going to be, you know, a different level of focus than if I was out, quote unquote, shooting with my buddies. Uh, and I'm in a weird spot because I'm also running the match. So you're on the radio and getting called away for things. But you know, I'm not making excuses for that. That's my job, and that's what I got to roll with. Uh, it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, what level of focus I'm bringing to the match, and 
I don't think that matters who, who you're shooting with. I will say, though, that there is a, a level of uh, the juice, as I call it. You get to the nerves going and uh, at the bigger matches. And so Nationals, you know, even though I was involved in running the Nationals down here, I still got to shoot with the, with the regular squads, the super squad guys. And, you know, you, you definitely feel... You definitely feel different. I do anyway. You definitely feel different uh, stepping up and shooting with those guys than than you do when you're out with your guys. So I, I think that probably matters. And, and I'm not 100% sure if that's uh, the people that you're shooting with or the level of the match. And it's probably the latter. You know, I mean, I, uh, no surprise, but I put more emphasis on a national championship than you do on a local Sunday. So you, you're going to feel differently uh, about performing at that level at that match and that's where your mental management comes in and you know we've talked about that before uh, how you how are you going to manage your performance at a match like that so to me it's just a focus thing so you can try that you know when you're coming out it could be a, a friday night match at your local range or, or a weekend local match at your range but try coming at it with a with a different level of focus you know try to to, to hype yourself up to this is this is my state match. This is my area match. This is my nationals, whatever, and and see if you can manufacture some of that extra juice and manage your performance accordingly. And you know, level of focus might be if it's on the Sunday local local match, and I'm I'm running the timer. You know, I might run the timer up until I'm on deck. If it's a if it's a, a match where I'm seriously focused, then. You know, when I'm when I'm in the hole for sure, maybe fourth down, I'm not working anymore. I'm I'm walking the stage in my head again. I'm prepping prepping mags, making sure my gear's straight, and and getting your game face on. Uh, stop the Jack John and and uh, prepare to get to get busy. And that that Jack John and stuff that happens at the at the Super Squad level too. I mean, those guys those guys goof off more than anybody, uh, if not as much. But when we're getting up and and you're coming up ready to shoot. Then that kind of stops. You walk off by yourself and, again, prep your gear. I, I start running through the stage over and over in my head and, and get focused. So I think it's just a, just a focus level. So try it out. You know, try it at local matches and, and uh, see if you can manufacture some of that juice. Next question was uh, focusing on one division versus shooting a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I'm a bad example in this regard, but... We've talked about this before as well, uh, but it's way, way better to focus on one division. Uh, if you're bouncing platform to platform, you're, you're not going to have the level of progression that you could have if you stayed focused on one division. And you know, as I said, I'm a bad example. I shoot everything. You know, I shoot all, pretty much all the pistol divisions and uh, been shooting some three-gun the last few years. You know, Normally... In the midst of the season, I'm I'm focused on one division, but I still shoot a bunch of different stuff. You know, I shoot every nationals that, that's out there, and again, again, been getting in more into three gun. Uh, but I I normally have a focus of this is the division I'm focused on. When that match is coming up, that I'm going to shoot that division. I'll devote more training time to it and and be more prepared. Where the other divisions, you know, I may not put the training time down. Uh, not going to put the dry fire in. I'm not going to have that level that level of preparedness uh, that's needed. And especially in your developmental years, you know, when you're getting started in the game, you're, I think, I think you're really hurting yourself if you shoot a bunch of different guns. Uh, I think my 
kind of saving grace if my grace has been saved is I, I shot one gun uh, for a long time at various parts in my shooting career. I started out shooting a single stack 45 in, in limited division because there was no single stack division. And I shot that gun for quite a while, um, you know, a year or more. Then I got a, a limited gun, a, a pair in 40, and shot that for quite a while, you know, many, many years, two, three, four, five years. And then moved into open, jump, jump platforms to the STI, you know, shot that for a couple of years, then back to limited. Uh, and that's kind of where I started making a name for myself. So I shot limited for many years there. And then I've been back to open for uh, a number of years now. In the meantime of all that, I shoot a ton of Glocks in training. Most of my classes, uh, especially the military stuff or law enforcement stuff, I'm running Glocks. And although I never really got into production heavily, you know, I did shoot, I did shoot some production uh, with a Glock. And then there was even a period of time way back when I was hitting revolver pretty hard, mainly in Steel Challenge, but still hitting the revolver pretty hard. So now it's easier for me, I think, to to bounce around those platforms. Uh, I've already, you know, I was there for a long time. I learned what it takes to shoot that gun, and it's easier to go back. When you're just starting out, I wouldn't recommend that. If your goal is to get as good as you can be as fast as you can. If your goal is to come out on Sunday, enjoy this awesome hobby, shoot with your buddies, and have fun punching holes in paper and knocking down steel, then screw it. Shoot whatever you want. You know, I mean, most people are not going to be a, a professional shooter. Most people are not going to be grandmasters, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, the main, you know, I tell all my, especially competition, I tell all my competi competition students this, you know, the goal is to have fun with the sport. You can play this game till you're 80, 90 years old, and so enjoy the hobby, enjoy hanging out with your buddies, enjoy shooting guns, enjoy going out to lunch or dinner afterwards or whatever. So if you want to shoot carry optics today and 22 steel challenge tomorrow and revolver major the next day, knock yourself out, man, and enjoy the game. If your goal is to get as good as you can, as fast as you can, I think you're better off staying with one platform. And last question we'll hit on today. Uh, stage breakdown. So this particular question arose from the Florida State Championships, which we had last week or last month. And there was a couple of interesting stages there. There was actually three stages that I shot backwards or different than most, which is pretty a pretty rare for for stages, and b uh, pretty pretty good um, props to the stage designers. They came up with some creative creative designs that that had legitimate options. And the question arose that I shot this one particular stage one particular way, which I thought was pretty much the only way to do it. And turns out other people were doing a vastly different, this weird running outside the shooting area kind of setup. And now again, we're back to that staff day thing where you know you don't get to see your competition, you don't get to talk it over. And we talk about it like like anybody else probably does. You know, even on the super squads, we talk about how we're gonna how we're gonna attack the stage and and what your plan is going to be versus my plan and that type of thing, as most people do. And uh, so this particular guy said, you know, thanks. I ended up doing it the way I saw you do it, even though my whole squad did it did it the other way, and, and it worked out pretty well. And I don't have an ironclad answer or program on how you come up with something like that. 
I, you know, you want efficiency, you want flow, and all stages are not going to have that. You're going to have those choppy stages where it's set up, set up, set up. Um, but if there's a way you can you can make it flow better, roll into that position better, roll out of that position better, uh, even if it's unorthodox or different from everybody else is doing, you know, roll with it. And a couple of couple of stories on that. When I first started shooting with the, with the Super Squad back in the day, there is definitely a follow the leader mentality as there probably is with any squad that shoots any match anywhere and even though you talk it through you come up with a kind of a plan and everybody pretty much does it the same way and that's true on the super squad as well so back when i was the new guy you know we'd come up and it's, it's rare it's rare that there is a stage with a legitimate with a legitimate different option it's rare you know, everybody likes to say they build options into their stages, but if the option is, is retarded, then it's not really an option. You know, if to build legit options into a stage is a difficult thing to do as a stage designer. And that's not right going right to left versus left to right. You know, that's not the type of options I'm talking about. I'm talking about something uh, significantly different from, from what everybody else wants to do or from what everybody else is doing. So it would be rare, but every now and again, we come across a stage and we're all talking and figure out the plan. I'm thinking to myself, man, this is not the way to shoot this stage. I think it ought to be done this way. But that is that is a risk. You know, if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong by a second or two, then that's a significant loss I'm taking on that stage. So I think part of it is, well, you know, let's all be wrong together and may the best shooter win kind of thing. And then years, a couple years later, when I, you know, got to know the guys and didn't care about my status in the super squad uh, when those rare stages would come around I started doing it my way and you know, pretty much without exception I think it was it was better a couple times I was burned but more or less you know my way was the better way to run it for me that doesn't mean that's going to be the better way for everybody it just it flowed better for me I saw the targets better came into position better and was more comfortable another side story on that a good buddy of mine uh, that I've shot with for 100 years locally, uh, we've come across this conversation a lot. We'll, we'll be, at a, be at a match, be at a stage, and we're like, well, we should do it this way or that way. And, and we're like, all right, well, you do it this way, I'll do it that way. And it's almost always the same time. Uh, you know, very, very, very close. It comes down to you know, less, less extra shots on steel and, and better points. So it's, if, if, if you look at a stage one way, and that gives you a warm and fuzzy versus the other way to do it. That's, that's not intangible. I mean, that is, that is worth something. If you're more comfortable and more confident running a stage in a given way, even if it's against the, the flow of what you think everybody else is going to do, roll with it, man. I mean, unless, unless there's a hole blown in the stage or something, everybody has to go to the same amount of places and shoot the same amount of targets. So it comes down to who does that most efficiently, and more often than not, who misses the steal the least. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to. And then, of course, hitting, hitting decent points. So if you look at something, you know, don't be afraid or embarrassed. If, if you think it flows out uh, better for you that way, roll with it. And one of the things I tell my students is uh, a poor plan, well executed, is going to be good enough. You know, if, you, if you throw down a good execution, even if your plan wasn't that great, uh, that's going to keep you in the hunt. It's going to keep you in the running. And so interesting, this question comes up. I am on the way home from the, the Mark 7 
uh, steel match or Mark Seven match. I'm not sure what they call it. Uh, down at Punta Gorda, Jay Hersberg's company puts uh, started this match last year. This is the second year, and then they do a, a, a banquet and everything, kind of like an appreciation match, uh, because his his uh, company is close to the range down there. And w- with the Florida Open next weekend, I can't be here. I can't be here tomorrow for the for the um, the banquet and everything. But they were nice enough to let me come down and shoot on staff day. So here I am again shooting on staff day. Uh, it's a pro am esque. USPSA esque style match, so it's all it's all falling steel, uh, similar to the pro am, but it's on uh, time plus penalties, so there's no part time, and there's no magazine restrictions, so you can load them up, and it's just three second penalty for for any steel that's left left standing, and the stages were, were pretty good and fun. And the steel's relatively close. I shot open minor, so you're hauling ass. So super fun match to, sh- to shoot, and I've always loved the pro am style. Uh, the only thing that's not awesome about the pro am is the ten round deal. That's kind of annoying, but that is what it is. So here you can load them up. So that's cool. Every stage was about 26, 27, 28 rounds. Uh, so you're loading on every stage, and uh, the stages were good. So the last or the next to last one we shot was really weird. I've got it on video. I'll put it up on Facebook or Instagram or something. But it was a, a lateral movement and a whole lot of hidden targets where you're looking hard right, looking hard left, moving, looking hard right, looking hard left, moving, looking hard right, looking hard left. It was a very, very complicated stage. I think it was 25 shots, I think. And uh, I did it in like three and a half positions. But A, it took me a while to figure out a plan and I wasn't there was no walk through the day before or anything we walked up and you get your five or six minutes or whatever to figure it out and you know number one is you got to find all the targets because there's a lot of hidden stuff so you're scrambling to make sure you find everything that's plan a make sure I if I if I got to make this a 10 position stage you know make sure I get to where I can see every target and then you start improving your plan as we used to say you're always improving your foxhole so looking for a little bit better plan a little bit better plan a little bit better plan and i was getting close but didn't quite have it nailed yet and i was up pretty early in the order i think third or fourth or something so i'm trying to walk the line you know behind behind the shooters as they're getting started and and figuring stuff out and finally it clicked so i I finally clicked that i was going to do a short load to a big stick and then it was just a funky ass plan. But if executed, I thought it would be the, the way to go. I, mean, I was I was using less positions. I was shooting on move where I could, uh, picking up a picking up two steel from from unor, unorthodox spots that was going to save me a, a setup. But man, it was not it was not nailed down like I like to have it nailed down. But I figured that's probably the, the winning the winning way to roll with it. And I even said, as I walked the line, I said, uh, I do not recommend this plan. And uh, I was able to pull it off, and it went off pretty good. Only, only a couple extra shots, I think. Uh, but that was risky. And I don't know that at a back-to-the-shooting-with-the-buddies thing versus a, a national-level match, I don't know that I would have done something like that at a national-level match. Uh, it was risky in, in the sense that uh, because I was – running less positions. I had some hard leans. I had some shooting on the move. And, you know, with those hidden targets, you take one one half step in the wrong direction 
and a target goes away from your view, and if you know if you're not switched on, you're never going to see it, and hence never going to shoot it. Uh, but it worked out. So the, the competition guys are shooting tomorrow, and we'll see how my scores hold up. But it was fun, fun day shooting, and fun getting back at it. The Florida Open coming up this weekend. Shooting open uh, there as well. So looking forward to that. A lot of lot of big competition coming down as always for the open and technical technical difficult match. A lot of distance, a lot of accuracy, which is normally my specialty. So hopefully I can continue that. And uh, I've got those other questions to hit up from that Facebook post. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear about or talk about, let me know. I hope to be back with you more frequently. As always, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the range. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Every behind the glass has a real place.